politics, sports, entertainment? Yeah, we've got that. It's WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Fabulescence is the new word that describes Rob Center taking good care of us as our producer. He's why the podcast on the WKOK podcast page, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Popeye, uh, Pocket Podcasts, or Popeye Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll have an opportunity to listen to WKOK Sunrise shortly after our interview with Dr. Stanley Martin is back on the news line. He's Geisinger's Director of Infectious Diseases. I'm sad to say we've talked to him far more than we ever wanted to <laughs> in the past two years, but ecstatically glad that you were made available and are available and have been so helpful. So good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Glad to be here. I'd like to go back to just uh, maybe once a year passing you in the hallway and waving, if we can, <laughs> in the years. Yeah, that would be ideal. I agree. In the years Let's ahead. Keep those fingers crossed. We'll see. All right, so what is the state of the pandemic? How do you describe it from your perspective? Well, overall, our trajectory is a very positive one. I think everybody is aware that <clears throat> we seem to be receding from this latest wave of Omicron infections, and the case counts have come down considerably uh, across uh, across the world, really, uh, as well as across the country and here in Pennsylvania. It is still patchy. There are still some areas uh, where the rates of infection are still high, and caution may still be warranted depending on your situation and where you live. Do we have some sort, of, some sort of a sense of what percentage of people in the U.S. have contracted the disease? I know we passed a milestone where over half of us had it at some point. Do you know where we are now? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. Not entirely sure. Maybe as much as 60 to 70 percent of the U.S. population has been exposed to the virus uh, and even had it in one way, shape, or form. Thankfully, with Omicron and thankfully with uh, the distribution of vaccines, a lot of the cases have been the least milder this time around. Although, you know, let's be clear, we still unfortunately do have patients in our hospitals with COVID and who are struggling to stay alive with it. Um, so it's, it's not completely gone away yet, folks, unfortunately. And it certainly is feasible that somebody would have had the disease and it never went on the rolls, uh, you know, the official State Department of Health or CDC count of having the disease. You could test positive at home and never report it. And is it feasible you could get it and never know it? That's true. In fact, that is clearly what has happened to a certain degree. Uh, particularly people who are younger and healthier who had the infection may uh, be much less likely to develop symptoms. And so uh, I think we, we recognize that there's been a certain proportion of the population that's had the infection and never even knew it. Or it was just so mild they never went to go see a doctor, they never went to go get a test or even do a home test. Yeah, we all have the story of uh, somebody we know, or a relative, or somebody went to the hospital to get a procedure, had the mandatory COVID test in advance, and tested positive and didn't even know it. So yeah. those kind of things yeah. happen. Uh, what are the numbers at Geisinger now in terms of patients and ventilation and so on? Overall, the numbers are much better. I was just looking uh, last night around midnight. I think we were down to about 70 five or six patients in our hospital, that's in all of our hospitals, uh, 
who actually still had COVID. Uh, that is, I mean, I, I know that still sounds like a lot, but that's considerably less than it was. We haven't been that low since last summer, I would say. And uh, they, these individuals are still in a separate ward, isolated, docs and, and uh, nursing staff and many other people, always 100% full gowning. And there's no letdown or change in the way that they are cared for. That is correct. Uh, in the hospital, of course, we still have to be very cautious uh, with our infection control measures. The last thing we want to do is be spreading the infection from one patient to another. Uh, that could, of course, be always devastating and something we want to try to avoid at all costs. I'm not going to ask you to say the word crystal ball, okay? So you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to answer that. But in terms of being near the end of the pandemic, do we have some positive signs that uh, we can see and call attention to? Yeah, I think we do have uh, a, a reason to be somewhat optimistic, although. We also have to acknowledge uh, a certain degree of ignorance. Um, it's nice just to see the case counts coming down. The trajectory continues to be very positive. We're seeing the hot rates of hospitalization come down, the rates of death from this infection all dropping. Um, and we have had a significant amount of immunity established in the community through vaccination and exposure to the virus. And that bodes well for preventing some of the more serious complications in the coming months. Now, we don't expect this virus to just go away. Um, immunity does tend to wane over time, and we still have enough virus and enough susceptible hosts in our population that the virus is likely to continue to circulate. But if the numbers stay low and we can provide enough immunity, uh, then perhaps it won't be as serious down the line. I know. Uh, we don't know, of course. Uh, we can't uh, know for sure, and we should point out that this virus has shown an amazing capacity for mutation, and there's always a risk of another variant coming along uh, that could really bypass a lot of these things, unfortunately. If you go to a Geisinger facility, you will see full masking and the temperature check there, and you can see that at a lot of places, especially medically or socially oriented uh, kind of offices and things. Uh, should we keep that up? Should we keep masking, keep temperature checking, uh, sort of keep our protocols going? So masking is recommended indoors depending on where you live. So. The CDC has kind of helped develop guidelines based on the rate of infections in the community as well as hospitalizations. So it depends on where you live. There are certain counties in Pennsylvania where you probably don't need to wear a mask when you're indoors, but there are other counties like Montour where it is still very high and it is recommended that you wear a mask indoors. Now, if you are somebody who is at very high risk of complications of COVID, you have a problem with your immune system, et cetera, then perhaps it doesn't really matter where you live. You should still be thoughtful about wearing a mask uh, wherever you go. Let's talk about home testing. Uh, everybody has had an opportunity to get a home test now. Uh, tell us about these, the accuracy, uh, maybe some uh, one or two simple steps to make sure that we use it right. 
Yeah, it is, it's very straightforward, and uh, as you point out, uh, everybody can get their hands on these just about right now. You can certainly even get them for free from the U.S. government. They'll ship them to you. But a lot of pharmacies and other places uh, may have them available. These are what we call antigen-based tests, and they just require you to take a swab inside your nose, inside your nasal passage, and they're fairly quick, and they're reasonably accurate. Um, maybe about a what we would say as a 70% sensitivity, meaning that every once in a while, about 30% of the time, you might get a false negative, meaning the test comes back negative even though you do have the infection. Now, you can increase the sensitivity by repeating the test 24 to 48 hours later. So if you have symptoms of COVID and you think, gosh, maybe I have COVID, you can do an antigen test at home, and if it's negative, you might go ahead and repeat the test a day or two later, and if it's still negative, now the odds that you have COVID are, are pretty small. All right, and this accuracy rate, is there any way to gauge you know, which tests might be more accurate or which procedures? I know they're all not perfectly identical the way they're done. Yeah. the Most of the antigen-based tests that are um, used over-the-counter or at home um, they're all relatively the same. There are other tests that you can do, including what we call a PCR-based test. This is a test that we do in our laboratories in the hospital or in the clinics, um, and that does tend to be a much more sensitive test, uh, but they're often not available to do in the home. I'm not sure what value this uh, fact would be, but some people have heard of antibody tests to test if you ever had the disease. Uh, just give us a couple of sentences about these antibody tests that you hear about now. Antibody tests can be done, although they're generally not recommended. They do require a blood sample, uh, so they're not something that you can readily do at home per se. Uh, but uh, they have limited value in what the results may tell you. Some antibodies look for antibodies against what we call the spike protein. Others look for antibodies against the nucleocapsid. And so whether or not you're looking at antibodies brought on by the vaccine or because of actual infection may not be clear depending on the antibody test you're using, plus which antibody levels matter. It's not just uh, knowing whether or not it's there, but actually how much of the antibody is there. And that is always not clear with some of these tests. And so you may take an antibody test, it may be positive, and you think, okay, I've been exposed to the virus, uh, I have immunity. But that, in fact, may not be true, uh, because the levels may be too low to provide immunity. And as I said earlier, the, our immunity does wane over time. And so even if we knew your antibody levels were sufficiently high right here and now, that doesn't mean a month from now or three months from now that's still going to be the case. So it doesn't, unfortunately, help you very much to get an antibody test. All right, last question. How do we know the vaccines work? <laughs> well... The vaccines have been amazingly effective, um, and we know this from study after study after study. Um, and I know that we have seen a higher rate of infection compared to what we initially saw with the vaccine. The initial protection from the vaccine was maybe 90%. Um, no vaccine, of course, is 100% effective. Let's just be clear on that. But 90% is pretty darn good. 
Now, over time, as variants arose with uh, Delta and now Omicron, we saw that they were able to bypass some of that immunity and still cause infection. And the efficacy of the vaccines for Omicron, for instance, may have dropped down to as low as 60%. Now, that's still okay as long as you're preventing actual disease, right? So there's one thing to get the infection. It's another thing to wind up in the hospital and die from this infection. And if the infection is mild, because you have some degree of immunity, then that, at the end of the day, is a much better scenario. And we can see, we can see quite clearly throughout the country that if you were vaccinated for COVID and you still got COVID, you had a breakthrough infection, you were still something like 40 times less likely to die from it. 40 times less likely to die. That means that the vaccine is helping protect you from the really severe consequences that the infection can sometimes bring about. All right, sort of pre, pre-charging your immune system for the disease so it's ready and seems to have an easier time fighting go. it off. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Martin. We appreciate all your help. I would imagine we'll talk to you again just in good order, but uh, thank you so much for your help over the past couple of years, and we surely will talk again. You're very welcome. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Stanley Martin, Director of Infectious Diseases at Geisinger Danville on the state of the pandemic and some other good topics. He always advises folks to go to geisinger.edu for more information about COVID-19 vaccines or the, uh, the other important information we discussed.